is Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny on the Revelations Radio Network. Podcasting to you from the not-so-foggy forest, the sweaty, steamy, hot forest of Meadowdale, Washington, where I am waiting with bated breath to see what the genius of our generation, Elon Musk, has to say next. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. I'm from Hood River, Oregon, where it's hot, but not Arizona in the summertime hot. Andrew Hoffman. <laughs> the thing is, right, the thing is this. It's hotter in Oklahoma than it is here, consistently. Mm-hmm. But in Oklahoma, they have air conditioning. Right, yeah. <laughs> here, it is a factor. Not so much. Yeah. So when you're pushing 90, no AC, a little tougher. But we, oh, we're, we were up over 100 yesterday and today, I think, so... Wow. Wow. But uh, we've got a kind of window AC unit out in the living room. Right. And I think we were pulling out the air mattress tonight. We'll see. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I I have an outbuilding, which may someday be a mother-in-law, but it's basically two rooms, and it's got a concrete floor. Much cooler than my house. Hmm. (laughs) Like, thinking about just throwing a bed back there. Like, just call it a day. You just need to uh, rent a backhoe for a couple days and... Get like a thirty foot hole in the, hole in the ground, cover that thing up. It'd be it'd be like an ice cellar. <laughs> so wait, you want me to dig into the ground? Oh. Yeah, just you know, like I don't know, probably only like ten or fifteen feet down would be fine. In in my backyard? Yeah, and then just lower that thing down into it. The outbuilding. Yeah. Oh no, this thing is legit, man. It's got a foundation. It's eight hundred sorry, probably five, six hundred square feet. Oh you can't just pick it up and put it in there. That'd be, that'd be oh. interesting. No, but it's uh no, I really am like, like I say, I'm really thinking about putting a bed in there. You know it's yeah. hot when you come home and the dog has dug a hole not not just in your front yard, but also in your backyard, in the flower bed, in the dirt. And you're not mad. Because you know yeah. exactly why she did it. She didn't do it because she wanted to dig up the flowers or bury a bone. She did it because she was hot. Yeah. <laughs> she wanted to get down a little bit lower. So this will be an interesting podcast, man. I'm sitting here staring out into my neighborhood in the garage, but this time with the garage door open. So just sitting here like a crazy person. Uh, podcasting. Podcasting. Yeah, it's just a <laughs> lowly podcaster. at this giant microphone. I got a MacBook sitting on top of two storage containers because we had a, a big garage sale this weekend, and apparently the podcast folding table didn't survive the sale. It was uh, either disappeared or was sold. So, <laughs> so wow. here I am stacking up some storage containers. Just got home from work like five minutes ago. Discovered I had no table. My wife's like, we could just take the kitchen table out there. I said, no, no. Let's not get too fancy. It is just a just a podcast after all. <laughs> so here I am from two storage containers ready to talk about 
Two what? highly trained professionals here, folks. H- highly trained professionals. You had to shut off four fans before we started. Yeah. Sound like Darth Vader in there. Yeah. Welcome to Revelations Radio News. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could just talk through the fan. It would be for amazing. Episode. That it, would be. It would be amazing. Better than some episodes yeah. we've had, I think. <laughs> Better than the audio on some episodes we've had. Yeah. Well, uh, today's the day. Mark it down. July 16th, 2018. The time, this day on the timeline that we all know. The end of America. The day of democracy came to an end? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. I'm interested to hear your take this on, was, on that, all that. That, that is um, pretty much word for word what was being said on MSNBC earlier tonight. Well. Like, like you will remember this day because when Trump betrayed America. Because he did a joint press conference? So... Should we start with the actual clip? Uh, you are in charge, my friend. I am okay. fresh from work, so, so I had thrown a couple things in there. I do have a couple angles, a couple opinions. Key moments from the Trump-Putin press conference. And just tell me when you're ready. Um, so basically we'll do... So if you're listening out there, try to pretend you have not heard any reaction to this whatsoever. Okay? Okay. Just... In a in a vacuum. What do you hear? Would you denounce what happened in 2016, and would you warn him to never do it again? All I can do is ask the question. My people came to me. Dan Coats came to me, and some others. They said they think it's Russia. Uh, I have uh, President Putin. Uh, he just said it's not Russia. I will say this: I don't see any reason why it would be. I will tell you that President Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today. And what he did is an incredible offer. He offered to have the people working on the case come and work with their investigators with respect to the 12 people. I think that's an incredible offer. The probe is a disaster for our country. I think it's kept us apart. It's kept us separated. There was no collusion at all. Uh, Everybody knows it. As to who is to be believed and to who is not to be believed, you can trust no one if you if you take this. Where did you get this idea that President Trump trusts me or I trust him? He defends the interests of the United States of America, and I do defend the interests of the Russian Federation. We should be guided by facts. Could you name a single fact that would definitively prove the collusion? This is utter nonsense. What happened to the server? What happened to the servers? of the Pakistani gentleman that worked on the DNC. Where are those servers? They're missing. Where are they? What happened to Hillary Clinton's emails? 33,000 emails, gone, just gone. I think in Russia they wouldn't be gone so easily. I think it's a disgrace. Does the Russian government have any compromising material on President Trump or his family? I called him a competitor, and a good competitor he is. Uh, and I think the word competitor okay, is a, a uh, it's a compliment. So, did you hear it, Tim? Did I hear what? Did you hear Trump betray America and say that he trusts Putin over 
American intelligence that's never been wrong about anything? No. No. He betrayed America. No, He's clearly a Putin puppet. I didn't hear it. Traitor. Traitor. Treasonous. And, and then, um, so the next next place we'll go, because, uh, uh, you know, I, I kind of check in on news a couple times a day. So the first time it's like, oh, yeah, you know, Trump and Putin, and they tossed a soccer, like, uh, President Putin presented Trump with a soccer ball and said, now the ball's in your court, and he tossed it to Melania, and oh, it was a nice moment. So that was kind of the initial thing, and then it was kind of like, oh, you know, Trump, uh, he's a traitor. Um, and then, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there minding my own business, uh, looking at Oregon football recruiting information, <laughs> and Twitter is saying, like, things trending in Portland, you know, the nearest big city. Rand Paul, 41,000 mentions. I'm like, uh-oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> Rand Paul is not usually trending in Portland Twitter. So what what happened? So I, I looked it up, and it's, uh, well, it's just like, Rand Paul's a traitor. Uh, we're all... Rand Paul's neighbor now referencing the crazy guy that like tackled him and broke his ribs like literally dozens of, of references to Rand Paul's neighbor and how they, they should get in a hero award and um, how Rand Paul is, has betrayed America so let's listen to the, the Rand Paul betraying America clip Brolf Witzer <laughs> yes Yes. Got it. Back to you, Brolf. Good good to be here, Brolf. <laughs> Who do you trust, Senator? The American intelligence community, the American law enforcement community, or Vladimir Putin? What I would say is that all power needs to have checks and balances, and I think our intelligence community has way too much power. The fact that Peter Strzok was able to bring incredible bias towards the president to work but, every but day. But Senator, who do you that, believe? That who do you believe? Us. That's not the question. The, the right question that should be asked, Wolf, is should that power be unchecked or should you have a judicial system that says, you know what, I understand what you're saying. you have but to have who, warrants, but, you have to have checks and balances but, on intelligence. But who do you believe, the intelligence community of the United States or Putin? I'm not discounting the uh, allegations that the Russians hacked into Hillary Clinton's emails. I'm not discounting that at all. So, so why just why don't you just say you believe in the intelligence community, the law enforcement, you accept their their you accept their assessments and move on? Let me read to you a tweet that uh, Newt Gingrich, the former speaker, just put out, and, and I'll read it to you right now. President Trump must clarify his statements in Helsinki on our intelligence system and Putin. It is the most serious mistake of his presidency and must be corrected immediately. Do you agree with Gingrich? 
No, I think people have gotten over top on this and lost the big picture. The big picture is that we should be engaged with Russia. We should have conversations with Russia. We have serious conflicts in, in all, various parts of the globe. It would be a mistake not to have open lines of communication with them. And I can tell you what I have told the Russians who are here in the United States when I've conversed with them. Hacking into the election, if they did it, and in all likelihood the evidence looks like they did, it has backfired because it's made relations worse. And so they want to have better relations there should be a great deal of incentive as time goes on for them not to do it again because it's made relations so much worse. And so my hope is that we will push the issue and that over time so, those incentives will be apparent. Treason. Traitor. Rand Paul must resign now. So how dare he imply that, uh, you know, avoiding thermonuclear war is is you know, more important than slamming Putin or, um, you know, implying that our intelligence community has ever misled us in anything in the past. Do you believe our intelligence community? I'm surprised they're not still saying 17 intelligence agencies. You, you know, notice that that's just been replaced by our intelligence community. It's, yes, it's like the... Uh, and law enforcement. As if, okay, what law enforcement... <laughs> It's like the transgender, uh, gay and lesbian, you know, they're all a giant community. Yeah. You, but they're not. It's as if you're, you know, local uh, sheriff's office detective checked it out himself. Yep. Russia did it. You know, one of the things that really strikes me with that clip is how basic the rhetoric is right like he all he does is ask him like do you agree with newt do you agree with newt answer the yeah. question do you agree with newt and it's like who cares, well, and who cares what newt says he's like do you agree with putin do you agree with putin or the intelligence communities so in t the intelligence communities never really struck me before about the 17 different agencies but think about the cia think about how many analysts are at the cia think about how many different opinions are at the cia think about how many different opinions are at the fbi how many different opinions are at the nsa it's not like the, all the intelligence communities lockstep woke up hey this is what we think right now and none of them this all goes back to clapper and a hand-picked team of like seven people that's it. That's who came up with this intelligence assessment that Russia meddled in the election. Uh, not based on the actual server. Remember, we've, we've talked about this on the show, how the data transfer rate indicates that it was almost certainly someone, rather than hacking in over the Internet from Russia, someone sticking a thumb drive into a into a computer and pulling down information that way. So it's, you know, I, it most likely, um, now it, it depends how you define it. So if you define it as hacking the election, hacking the DNC emails, there's a lot of doubt there. If you want to say, were any Russian rubles used to buy Facebook ads? Yes. <laughs> right, like there were some Facebook ads purchased in Russian currency. Did you um, see that Vladimir Putin actually said that uh, Hillary Clinton was the one who accepted hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars in donations? Yeah, and he he at that same news conference he brought up like uh, 
some character. Oh, let me see if I can find it. I was looking at it right before we we started, but um, let me pull up the guy's name. So Putin says uh, the guy who was a- affiliated with the group that did the dossier and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Four hundred million dollars went from Russia to this guy that was involved in the dossier stuff to Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And he's like, I, I'm not sure how he made $400 million in Russia, uh, but he didn't pay taxes on it here and he didn't pay taxes on it the U the U S you know, I'm sure it was all legal, but kind of strange. <laughs> yeah. Putin's like, yeah, bring Mueller over here. We'll let him talk to this. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I would, I would sponsor the investigation. You know, I would let people yeah. look into it. Uh, British hedge fund CEO, Mr. Browder, Browder. Uh, business associates of Mr. Browder have earned over one point five billion dollars in Russia and never paid any taxes either in Russia or the United States, and yet the money escaped the country. They were transferred to the United States. They sent a huge amount of money. $400 million as a contribution to the campaign of Hillary Clinton. Well, that's their personal case. It might have been legal, the contribution itself, but the way the money was earned was illegal, he continued. So we have a solid reason to believe that some U.S. intelligence offers accompanied and guided these transactions. So we have an interest in questioning them. Um, and then the article goes on. Additionally, Browder also has ties to Fusion GPS, the firm which created the notorious Steele dossier. So... Here you go. Let's hear it from Putin's own mouth. Okay. Official representatives of the United States, including the members of this very commission, um, headed by Mr. Mueller, we can let them into the country and they will be present to this questioning. But in this case, there is, a, there is another condition. Uh, this kind of effort should be a mutual one. Then we would expect that the Americans would reciprocate and they, they would question officials, including the um, officers of law enforcement and intelligence services of the United States, whom we believe who have something to do with illegal actions on the territory of Russia. And we have to, um, to request the presence of our law enforcement. For instance, we can bring up the Mr. Browder in this particular case. Business associates of Mr. Browder have earned over one and a half billion dollars in Russia. They never paid any taxes, neither in Russia nor in the United States. And yet the money escaped the country. They were transferred to the United States. They sent a huge amount of money, 400 million, as a contribution to, uh, to the campaign of Hillary Clinton. Well, that's their personal case. It might have been legal, the contribution itself, but the way the money was earned was illegal. So we have a solid reason to believe that some intelligence officers accompanied and guided these transactions. So we have a, an interest of questioning them. But we can all, that, that could be a first step and we can also extend it. Options abound and uh, they all can be found in an appropriate legal framework. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Which I think, I think Putin's English is better than his 
the translators, but oh, absolutely. Anyway. But he, I don't know what it is, man. Maybe he just doesn't want to be archived in history as speaking English to the to the Americans. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, speaking the Americans' language. But uh, well, and I'll bet you people do like say things differently in front of him because they act like he can't speak English. Yeah. <laughs> Trump probably tries to talk really loudly to him. <laughs> <laughs> I can actually see that. <laughs> Let me speak slowly and talk loudly with my third grade vocabulary. It always cracks me Do up. Do you understand? When people it's big. speak a different language. It's very big. It's enormous. <laughs> gigantic (laughs) so all right um so i also want to cover this story uh this is the one that i oh okay sorry i've got i'm sticking with it go ahead i'm sticking with the theme peace talks between nuclear superpower offends american a-holes and morons (laughs) um this comes from the medium.com and it just talks about how in the days leading up to the Helsinki summit between the two leaders of Russia and the United States, an open letter titled Common Ground for Secure Elections and True National Security was published and signed by experts, activists, and scholars ranging from Noam Chomsky to Gloria Steinman uh, to Daniel Ellsberg to Michael Moore. Part of the letter reads as follows. the same time, the U.S. and Russian government show numerous signs of being on a coll- on a, collus- a collision course. Diplomacy has given way to hostility and reciprocal consular expulsions, along with dozens of near-miss military encounters in Syria and the skies above Europe. Both sides are plunging ahead with major weapons development programs in contrast to prior eras. There is now an alarming lack of standard procedures to keep the armed forces of both countries in sufficient communication to prevent an escalation that could lead to conventional or even nuclear attack. These tensions are festering between two nations with large quantities of nuclear weapons on a virtual hair-trigger alert. Yet, current partisan fixations in Washington are ignoring the dangers of global stability and ultimately of human survival. On common ground uh, for secure elections and national blah, 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 blah. All of this is completely true. You could perhaps understand why then when the treason summit, hashtag treason summit, became yeah. the, the top trend on Twitter during the Helsinki summit, little 1983 Caitlin, she's talking about herself, wanted to punch everyone spouting this moronic BS right in the nose. Though you'll never hear the American mass media talk about it on either MSNBC or Fox News because it doesn't fit the narrative of either side, Trump has actually dangerously escalated Cold War tensions with Russia far beyond anything the predecessor dared to do, from adopting a nuclear power posture review with greatly increased aggression towards Russia and blurring lines between uh, when nuclear strikes are and are not appropriate to facilitating the long-standing neoconservative agenda to arm Ukraine. What what about killing Russians? <laughs> you know, yeah, they weren't Russian soldiers. They were Russians, you know, with the the Russia equivalent of Blackwater type deal. But still, like, not just one, like dozens of of Russian Russians were killed by the U.S. in in Syria. She goes on. To say, I despise Donald Trump and everything he stands for. I despise everything that ever created him. 
this meeting with the Russian leader, which all of us U.S. presidents have, all U.S. presidents have done for decades, is an objectively good thing. If you have joined in the campaign to help shove the tide of opinion away from peace and toward a nuclear holocaust, you are making yourselves the enemy of humanity. Only she really gets cursing here, but only morons and and such and such uh, oppose these peace talks. If you want to help steer this ship into the iceberg of nuclear holocaust, then I want to throw you overboard. Get a grip, you raving lunatics. Stop this. Stop this immediately. But but the midterms. It's it's all about the midterm. I knew you were going to circle back. It's all about the midterms. But, here, but I mean, here's some yeah, way- yeah, we have to risk nu- thermonuclear war because if Trump won't do it, then that shows he's not fit to be president. And Collusion. I got, a, but- I got another clip to follow this one up that fits right in. So please hit me with okay. whatever's next. Let's because uh, I can wrap uh, this and head in a totally different direction that totally fits in with what she said. All right. Uh, video montage cable news sees the apocalypse. Oh, this is perfect. This is great. It's almost like <laughs> we planned this. Ladies and gentlemen, we spoke for a total of 30 seconds before we started this show. Vladimir Putin was on stage left in Helsinki alongside the President of the United States, who had nothing but warm words for the time that they spent together. First of all, I just have to say, I'm sick to my stomach. I'm really feeling nauseous. Stunned, gobsmacked. We're hearing words like, I feel sick, uh, this is frightening, calling it an abomination. Shocking. Stunning. Genuinely stunning. What is going on? Unbelievable. Astonishing. Just astonishing. It is astonishing, it's heartbreaking, and it represents, I think, a pivotal turn uh, in our nation's history. It's time for Americans to be out on the streets. There are people protesting the streets every day in the 70s. Why is that not happening now? When do we see almost a shadow government come out and say, we cannot side with the government? As an American citizen, I I, I just personally think today is just an an incredibly depressing uh, moment in in our time, in our history as an American. Was this a new low? Jim Shudo, Josh Campbell, I appreciate you both being with us on what has been uh, really a difficult day uh, for uh, for uh, for this country uh, and, and frankly for much of, of the, the free world ahead. He didn't even meet his own low bar for not screwing this up. I mean, it is an absolute disgrace. It's a parody of a disgrace. This entire week of President Trump abroad has made Hillary Clinton seem uh, all the more prescient. All he had to do was not, you know, put on jammies and crawl under the covers with Vladimir Putin, and he couldn't do that. Uh, Do White House officials realize how horrifying so many Americans are today? Mr. Putin now is the master puppeteer of Donald Trump. If Vladimir Putin gets our president, does anything else matter? <laughs> <laughs> does anything else matter, Tim? Certainly not. Oh, I, I like the, the Philip Mudd right. entry of asking when we almost need like a, you know, like a shadow government. But <laughs> now that you're... You're, if only you're crazy if you think exists, but when are they going to step in and take if over? If only we had a shadow government, Andrew. <laughs> Sometimes I wake up in the morning and think to myself, "Oh Lord, Lord Jesus in heaven, thank you for this day, bless me, and help us to have a shadow government." No, I'm just kidding. Says the same guy who said, uh, "Trust me, as someone who worked in government, the government's going to kill this guy." <laughs> oh, is that what he said about Trump? Yeah, he's that's a, great. He's ex-CIA and FBI. All right, hold that thought. I have to get a candle. I'm going to die out here, Matt. Yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm serious. Mosquitoes are... It's, it's legit. No bueno. 
can do some fantasy golf tips for everybody out there while Tim's gone. Carnoustie, British Open this week. If it doesn't rain, watch out for for Tiger hitting the two iron. Could be a competitor. Could be a comeback win this week. Okay, buddy, I'm back. Sorry. All right. You got the time code down. Okay, so where I want to go next is, I guess it's it's right here with the crazy Democratic Party that we are already talking about. Um, shoot, now I've lost my train of thought a little bit. Sorry, I was really into that. Ah, the nuclear superpowers rooting against Trump. Uh, these people are crazy. And now we'll go just straight into something else that does tie into this, but it is... Uh, not necessarily about Russia, just what we see happening before our eyes, and that is hashtag walk away. Have you seen this? Yes, but I haven't watched many of the videos or anything. Okay, so the person who is making this video, I should set the scene, is a black man. Looks like he is in a delivery truck, either driving around delivering or he stopped. And But uh, anyway, this is, this is a, a very interesting video to follow up our last one which talks about, you know, how the world is about to end and it's a horrible day for America. What's up, guys? You know what? So I can't leave this walk-away campaign alone. Um, I want to capitalize while, you know, strike while the iron is hot. I didn't want to include this in my video yesterday just because I didn't want it to be too long. But there is one other huge elephant in the room as far as reasons why I walked away from the Democratic Party and I will never, ever vote for the Democratic Party again. And that reason is the myth that the party switched. At some point along history in America that the Democratic Party and Republican Party magically did a big switch and the Democrats, the bad guys, suddenly became the good guys and the Republicans were the good guys and went from the good guys to being the bad guys. That southern strategy that Richard Nixon wanted to campaign in the South just to be competitive is a myth. And the fact that I was taught that in school, knowing that the facts are out there, that the, the parties never switch, is it just pisses me off you know it's just a further validation that the public school system is failed uh, the fact that the government controls the indoctrination they control the curriculum therefore they control the narrative you know it makes you wonder what are kids learning today that we're gonna see down the road is a lie they're gonna wake up and realize wow i was duped they told me donald trump was a fascist they told me barack obama was one of the greatest presidents in history kids could very well be learning that right now i don't have kids right now but when i do you best believe i'll either be homeschooling them or sending them to private school or charter school something else they're not going to public school just because it's it's such a fallacy that you know you can teach someone whatever you want them to learn and the parents have no say so in it you know the curriculum is all messed up so anyway i don't want to get off on a tangent i want to talk about how the Democrat and Republican Party never switched. And the Democrats, that, that the part of their huge... El and the I can't Democrats seem to stop it, jeez. Anyway, so uh, you get the point. That goes on for another 10 minutes, but I thought that was an interesting kind of tie into exactly mm -hmm. what we're talking about here, where is the Democratic Party is freaking out, and they're just, they're kind of crazy, right? They're kind of losing it, and the media is really crazy, and... It's it's manifesting itself. People don't believe it anymore, and it's it's doing damage. I think I think I don't think people believe 
the media anymore. I don't think a lot of people are sitting at home thinking this is the worst day ever. I think there are some that do. And right, which is I, that those are the people I feel really bad for, and also are a little, am a little worried about. Like, if you actually believe the takes you're seeing on TV, you you really do think that the sky is falling and it's the worst thing ever, and you know. Putin is controlling Trump, and <laughs> I said I did see one thing today. It's like, well, you know, if I were Putin and I were puppeteering Trump, I might, you know, tell him to get on board the global warming train and stop the fracking. Like that's some actual uh, that would actually be in Russia's interest, right? If if you shut down all the fracking and um, the U.S. went back to having to import energy and not being able to export, not being a net exporter. So, uh, yeah, let's just hope that uh, Trump doesn't feel that it's necessary um, in order to persuade everyone that he's not colluding with Russia to get us into a big war. Right. Let's let's hope that. What I mean, what happened to the Democratic Party? When did they become the warmongers? I mean, what? <laughs> well, I think Obama had a lot to do with it because the their the anti-war push uh, during the Bush, you know, the W. Bush era was mainly on the left, and the 9/11 Truth Movement. A lot of it that was people that were otherwise on the left, but it was kind of also outside of that and um yeah you know i think you're I and think then you're, I think obama obama like was the peace candidate but then he got in and it was like oh we're just gonna buy into that war is okay now for the most part and see part of that though the media was willing to spotlight some anti-war stuff during the bush years do you remember i used to go to uh and i talked about it on the show but I used to go to Veterans Against the War. Right. Uh, IVAW, Iraq Veterans Against the War, meetings. And I showed up, and I remember I talked about this on the show. I showed up to one of the meetings after Barack had been elected. And like literally, they were like, well, there's nothing to protest anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that was more or less the feeling in the room. Yeah, well, there's not a, there's not going to be a lot to protest anymore. So you know we do have to tr- you know try and fight you know continue the resistance and and see what we can do. Um, but uh, you know it's you know the I remember I remember for a, I remember exactly this guy with all these stickers on his laptop. He got it out and he was like talking about how you know the Democrats were in power now. We weren't going to have to worry about things as much. And he had a sticker that said "Fight like." Egyptians or whatever, and it just had something like red or something like this. Fight like an Egyptian, and it was right after all the color revolutions or whatever. Yeah, and I'm like, what? Is, what are you? What? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I think no, I think I think it wasn't when, right after Barack Obama got elected. I was going from 9/11 Truth meetings to I started going to a couple of Iraq Veterans Against the War meetings, and mm-hmm. then when I did that, that was when I started to notice that a lot of them were like, well, you know, now that Obama's in, we don't have to worry about it. Blah 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 blah, and. You know, meanwhile, it, I think I, I, I think that you're right. I think that Obama did have a lot to do with that because, the, you know, the, it, the 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 liberals were all for that war. They were all for overthrowing Libya. They were all for the Iraq war. I, I will say this, though. 
there was and there is like a hardcore I, I am Facebook friends with them on <laughs> on the interwebs and like they were protesting during Bush they were protesting uh, during Obama and they're protesting during Trump they only got media attention though during Bush and during Trump interesting yeah so they're you know they were they were consistent, but the media coverage of them was has not been consistent. Sure. So that's. Uh, but for the most part, though, there's not nearly as much anti-war stuff now as with um, as during the Bush years. Yeah, yeah, the Bush years. Well, and <sighs> yeah, yeah, and this in the in the protests that we do see happening. I mean, let's let's jump in a different direction too. It's going to take this. This is really going to derail our direction. But let's listen to this video, and I want to hear your thoughts on it. Okay. Now it's become nasty. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Sarah Huckabee, and and uh, oh, yeah. she's brave. Mm, she's brave she's to do brilliant. that. She's brave. The thing she's saying is, you know, what is it going to be when if you're, you know, if you're going if you vote for Trump or something. You have to hide it mm-hmm. in America. It, you know th- this. This is not right. And well, what you know, all through, but all through the election, this is something that it's just really bothered me. You know, I don't put a lot of bumper stickers on my car. I mean, I just don't don't ever do that. But there's times when I have, and and if I feel really strong about a president, I'll put a bumper sticker on. You know. I will not put a Trump stuck sticker on. Not that I don't love Trump, because you know very well I've stuck my neck out for Trump. Uh-huh. But I know that if I put a bumper sticker on my car, somebody's going to key it. Well, you're a target. That's the, right. the incivility. Right. The incivility of what we're seeing right now. And the reason I mentioned, um, you know, Mrs. Waters. Yeah. Um, is because I, I, in my lifetime, I don't remember a time where uh, an acting Congress woman or a senator or whatever would literally publicly call for the president and his supporters to become a target exactly it's very dangerous and by the way when trump said that you know she's moving into dangerous waters or needs to be careful or whatever he's not making a threat against her he's saying you know that there can be repercussions people can get hurt the next time you know uh, huckabee's uh, daughter might not get thrown out of a restaurant she could get shot or something terrible that's right we need that's what they did with the ball players if we yeah that's exactly right so that's that's a big concern now why part of this is happening uh, again, is prophetic. The evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse. Derek's next, next book is called The Last Clash of the Titans. But the idea is that you have the forces of good and the forces of evil moving towards Armageddon. Uh, and so there is this spirit of agitation that is in the air. It's demonic. It's satanic. Satan hates anything that has to do with God. He hates this president because of the stand that he's taken. Donald Trump's approval rating is going up. Mm-hmm. They hate him so much that it's driven him to a point of madness. It, it right. really right. has. It really has. They're clinically insane. They really are. Yeah. All right, I took us in pretty deep. 
You know, you know who that was in that clip and where it's from. Uh, just going out on a limb. Uh, Jim Baker on Skywalker, or Jim Baker, and then that was Tom Horn with the little Derek Gilbert thrown in. You nailed it. That Derek's the guy who wrote the book. <laughs> Derek wasn't the one who uh, was speaking at any point. So that comes from Right Wing Watch. Of course, the title is Tom Horn says that Trump's critics are clinically insane. Kind of a high watermark for there. Um, this is the opposite side <laughs> of of the uh, of the fence. Um, yeah, but I I gotta tell you, I was with him until he started going into the prophecy thing at the end. Yeah, I was with the <laughs> like the the incivility thing. Like it's real. It does seem it, real. It is real. It, like would, would you put it like? Would you wear? Didn't we talk uh, about this? A MAGA hat. We had. Did we talk about this? I had a fifty-something-year-old uh, single uh, Jewish lady at my dealership who had a Prius and a uh, "Make America Great" sticker on the back of it, and said her tires have been slashed two different times. Yeah, window broken out once. So we did talk about this, and I do think the incivility is real. Now, when he went to, you know, the the prophecy thing, and that you know Trump is some sort of a you know prediction of the the end times and that, you know, Trump has taken some sort of pro Christianity stance that we all need to defend, you know, right. And, He's going to give us so much power. Yes. It's going to be awesome. It's going to, yes, 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 <laughs> yes. This is why I brought it, Andrew. Yeah. Because Tom, yes, because we're going to, you know, Trump's going to give Christians so much power. It's going to be totally. Oh, thank you, Trump. It's so going to be totally cool when, you know, finally, but, uh, is this a natural... I totally disagree. I disagree 100%. So do you. Is this a natural reaction to the left losing its mind? Like, he calls him clinically insane, and I understand where he's coming from. It can't be anybody who disagrees with Trump, but if we're talking about the media and the reactions and what we just heard from uh, Anderson Cooper, you know, I kind of understand where he's coming from. Well, I think... Clinically insane is, I think that's incorrect. It's a bridge too far. Like, yeah. Uh, but heavily propagandized and brainwashed? Absolutely. Mm, I, that's what I'm hearing. You know, it, it's, if you read stuff on propaganda, the most propagandized people are the influencers. That's your media, that's your politicians, that's, I think, there's very few people that are um, without the influence of the media would hear those same exact clips we listened to earlier and have the same reaction. Yeah. So it's either they're disingenuous, which that could be the case for some of them, or but I think in in other cases I I think they actually are feeling sick to their stomach. They're actually feeling you know horrified in these such dramatic ridiculous things to say um but that's not evidence <laughs> that they should be horrified it's evidence that they um they they have been brainwashed they've been convinced they've bought into the whole you know the whole narrative which hillary clinton if you um that that was her decision was basically to go full nuclear against Trump from a propaganda perspective and try to convince people that you're all going to die if Trump gets elected. 
and they've just kind of continued that on now. Um, and the other side of it, though, like Trump, maybe his defining characteristic uh, is like social media troll. Like the the words he he chooses, um, you can't tell me it's not intentional. Like I, I think it was uh, take some heat off the Supreme Court selection because um, no one's talking about that now. Do you see? Yeah, that's a good point. Did you uh, do you see the Onion article about the uh, the, the uh, Supreme Court selection? No. Basically, it just said. Uh, what was it thousands thousands go to change their sign after protesting the wrong Supreme Court selection by D- President Donald Trump? <laughs> yes, <laughs> basically they're just saying it, they were going to protest it no matter what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> which uh, this would be taking it too far, but it it would be hilarious if he had like initially nominated uh, the guy that Obama nominated. <laughs> and just to see what happened. Yeah, just to, and the, and then after people still freaked out, then switch it. But you can't you can't really do that. But um, people still would have they still would have found a way to to protest it. And uh, I don't think we've done a show since that selection. We no, probably definitely if not. we had done a show last week, that would have been the big topic, right? I mean, the Kavanaugh. I'm glad we missed it. So. But the so he he goes over there and he set this he set this thing up before he even left. Do you did you hear the clip? You know he's about ready to hop in the helicopter or Air Force One or whatever, and he says, "Oh, let's see, I gotta go to to NATO and and Britain and uh, then Russia or you know meet with Putin." And I have to tell you, Putin might be the easiest one, right? And people, you know freaked out about that like he he knows what that's going to do to the media this is not it's not an accident so what the long game is i i'm not sure at this point but um i'm 100 percent sure that was that was intentional and today was intentional and by the way uh i think he's 100 percent right i don't think it was russia uh Hacking the DNC servers. People are so ill-informed, though. It, 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 we really are watching the, the disintegration of real dialogue. It's all just trumped up, <laughs> trumped up emotions. You know, no. If if I talk to man on the street here in in liberal land and go up to him and ask, "Do you know who the Yuan brothers are?" Mm-hmm. Do you know that? You know, he, and he mentioned them, but but Trump does the exact same thing because he won't get into the details and logic, facts, no, logic, reason. No, he just gets, either he just points out the stupidity of the left and says we're going to make America great again. He, he while didn't simultaneously even say, he doing didn't even nothing. Say the Awan brothers, and he he conflated the DNC hack and the Debbie Wasserman Schultz uh, and members of Congress hack, which is. Which are well, two separate, or breach completely separate incidents. Two separate, two separate incidents, but he tied them t- together emotionally, I think, in, 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 it, emotionally and intentionally. And so you might say triggering I th- words. <laughs> I think what he was uh, 
trying to bait people into was saying, oh, see, you're wrong. Uh, he's referencing this, and then people go and look into that, you know, the actual Awan brothers thing. We have the same problem we had with George Bush as, as far as the left is concerned. Trump's an idiot, he's a buffoon, or he's this, this like this like criminal mastermind who's like just going out here and doing all these amazing things and twists and turn all to just be Putin's puppet. Like which, which one is, well, is he, is he fooling everybody or is he an idiot? Like can well, we make up so, our mind here. So, but that's why the, uh, the Putin's puppet thing is so important because then see Putin is the evil genius who, even though he supposedly can't speak English, uh, has his pulse on the, on the every ebb and flow of American culture and is able to manipulate us this way and that and get presidents elected or not elected. Uh, but he's the evil genius and Trump is the buffoon. But even, even Putin's been pulled into this insanity vacuum where either he is the lion of Christianity here to lead the world back to God knows what, or... He's an evil genius who's here to destroy our country and establish democracy around the world or just it, abolish it. You know, just after he invaded Crimea. <laughs> right. And uh, started in, the, in, invaded... Uh, started the Georgian War. Yeah, invaded Georgia. Right. We're, as John McCain said, we're all Georgians now. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Two things that have been proven to be false. Yet, but but people don't people don't know still it. Still as, as fact. They just though. regurgitate what the news told them. Uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski. I saw a quote from him. Must have been from uh, the great uh, James Corbett recently. Uh, somebody tweeted it out, or I I saw it somewhere else. But basically, uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski makes a makes a claim that eventually, uh, pretty soon, people will just repeat. They won't have an actual opinion. They'll just repeat what they heard in the news the night before. And I think that was probably a couple of decades ago when he said that, and, and here we are. There's yeah. no dialogue. I, I I can almost guarantee anybody I walk up to is not going to know who the Awan brothers are. It's not going to know that these these guys were downloading through a USB drive from the convention <laughs> servers all the information that they wanted and going where with it. I mean, now it's coming out that they're going back to Pakistan with it. Right, but these are and the people the Democrats hired. Hillary, they're Clinton. getting let off too. And the it, Justice Department just don't. Yeah. And nope. Hillary Clinton is 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 accepting you know hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars, to speak at private events in Russia, leading up to the election. I mean, what? It just this 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 is like an alternate reality where what's up is down, what's 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 blue is green, and. It, it's just it's crazy and it's it's unfortunate too because i see a lot of these pro trumpers just really you know they're kind of gloating to themselves to see, you know oh we're always right you know and this trump is always right but trump's got some horrible plans i think his foreign policy is a disaster i think that it's great that we're going to korea trying to make peace i think it's great we're going to russia trying to make peace but he wants nothing but war with the uh middle east and the islamic countries nothing but israeli or, well, you know, is- Iran in particular. Iran in particular, but he's he's back in Israel. Anybody Israel doesn't like, he's right there with him. You know, our great brothers in Israel. He's very influ- he's coming out of New York, so he's very hem- uh, heavily influenced by the uh, the pro Israeli, you know, pro Israel crowd. And I don't mean that I'm not pro Israel or anything like oh, that. Oh, but he's also he's. <laughs> I saw a. Uh, 
meme today is a picture of Adolf Hitler, and it said, if Donald Trump is literally me, then who am I? <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's literally Hitler, but yes, also a puppet of Israel. Right. But, well, I mean, we'll see with the Iran thing. Um, I I want to see if he is doing something similar to what he did with North Korea, too. The art of the deal. Like, yeah, you know, right. ask for ask for more than you, way more than you could ever possibly get, and then meet in the middle where you wanted to be in the first place. Which, um, yeah, and the, and the, the same thing. Okay, with NATO, which all of that has now been forgotten. It's a the news cycle moves so fast, like. Yeah. Re- remember when it was like but it's, it's America not versus news. Canada? It's just emotion inducing. Yeah. I mean, it's not news. <laughs> it just gets people's emotions going. That's all it is. Yeah. And it works. It's crazy. <laughs> it's weird. It, it does, it does work. And he, Trump is playing the game. He's not, you know, I mean, part of me is just like, can you yeah. just sit down? And calmly, like, go through stuff. Like, James, James Corbett style. Trump's you know? not, Trump is not going to do that. That's not his Just thing. Just lay it all out. No, he, he can't do it. And you know what? It wouldn't it work. Wouldn't work. He, no. So, because you, you could take a one-hour news conference and turn it into, look, look, Trump says he trusts Putin more than... Uh, his own intelligence. Just do like Glenn Beck does. Put on your <laughs> put on your sweater with the skull and bones in the upper right hand corner, and then get your chalkboard out. Put on your glasses like it's you know a flashback, like a mind trick to all the baby boomers to their you know learning days. And then take your chalkboard and then scribble a bunch of stuff on the board and say something really arrogant and praise God. <laughs> <laughs> Is Glenn Beck still around? Who knows? But that was one of the one of the more irritating things that he would do is he would assume this like teacher role and literally get a chalkboard out. Yeah, he was so pandering. I'm. So, I, I really. There was one. He rubbed me r- more wrong oh, the, than almost anybody. Yeah, <laughs> it really bothered me. Yeah, he doesn't even. Well, I, who cares? I, I can't. I I'm can't sorry comment I invoked his name. Now yeah, I have not. I don't have know. Not, Listen to any Glenn Beck in a long time. I'm but. sorry I invoked his name. Might as well, <laughs> might as well start talking about the view next. <laughs> uh, let's do. You, we could do some other stories if you've got them, but I've got one good news story. Okay, I'm ready to go. Uh, Trump issues full pardons to Oregon ranchers who were forced back into prison. I threw that in there, buddy. Yes, thank you for doing that. No worries. Um, so the Hammonds are. Oregonians who live in the 90% of Oregon that is not uh, Portland, in the Portland area. (laughs) Uh, And they are ranchers. I think they're ranchers. Yeah. So they they had uh, built some brush piles on their land. We're burning the brush piles Fire spread onto government, uh, government-owned property, which I think they were allowed to use for grazing, but uh, you know, no, no 
no fires on it. So they were charged with um, arson, and they were charged under a terrorism statute because, you know, doing something against the federal government is so much worse than doing it against regular people. Um, the judge in the case said, okay, you're guilty, uh, but I'm not – the." The law says under that terrorism statute, minimum of five-year prison term. The judge said, that's ridiculous for what you did. Um, you know, there's no intent. There's no – I'm giving you guys six months in jail, and, and that's it. I don't care. I don't care what the mandatory minimum is. It would be cruel and unusual punishment to enforce the five-year sentence. So they serve six months, get out. And the Obama administration says, oh, no, 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 we're going to appeal it to make them go back to jail for the full five years. They win the appeal, they get a different judge to enforce it, throw them back in jail, and they've been there. They've now served, uh, had served for the five years. Trump let them out, full pardon. He didn't just commute their sentence, he gave them a full pardon. So there's no, like official record of their crime anywhere um except for that i don't know month-long period back in 2012 or well, 13 when they were all over the media everywhere but not criminally i understand no well and th this was what inspired the malheur occupation you know with the bundies and everything else uh, was this was this case? So Trump lets him out, and uh, Portlander's reaction was, "Why are you letting the terrorists out?" Ah! Uh, that was kind of the general reaction there. Letters to the editor, um, and plus they uh, they made the mistake of taking a ride on someone's private plane when it was offered to him to go back home and, on. Uh, is basically a friend of Mike Pence's plane. Oh, so there you go. So it's like, oh, the Hammond's flying on a private jet. It's like, well, yeah, it's it's not theirs, but <laughs> whatever. Just to to slur them as evil rich people who would have you know ride on a private plane. Um. Anyway, it's good news. Good for Trump actually uh, pardoning people that I think deserve to be pardoned there. Absolutely. Uh, well, here's one I got. A uh, new Facebook study reveals anti-vaxxers more logical and science-based. I think we talked about that one. Oh, we did? There, I think so. I don't think so, because I just put it in... Uh, maybe we talked about it in 2016 when it was uh, popular. But uh, I just thought this opening line was amazing. There are two surefire ways to ruin Christmas dinner. Bring up Trump and Hillary... Or bring up the subject of vaccines. In both cases, relatives are likely to become infuriating, infuriated on either side of the issue. The debates on vaccines is polarized. Anyway, it seems like uh, maybe we did cover that, but I thought that was an interesting one. Maybe a good yes. news story. Um, so much has changed since uh, that article was written in 2016. <laughs> yes, people don't get enraged for no reason now yeah. over controversial issues. Yeah. Fortunately, 
families who have differing views never talk to each other anymore. So that problem has gone away. The, the, the Christmas the Christmas dinner problem. Did you see this? The iCanDecide.org uh, link. Did no. You, did you click on that? I did not. This was a, a kind of a rabbit hole that I ended up in um, by clicking on a few stories. But this was a filing by the United States in the United States District Court, uh, Southern District of New York. It was uh, the Informed Consent Action Network as a plaintiff against the United States Department of Health and Human Services. And they did a what looks like a Freedom of Information Act. Uh, they entitled it the Mandate for Safer Childhood Vaccines, which provides the following. Uh, and the administration of this part of the pertinent laws under the jurisdiction of the Secretary and the Department of Health and Human Services, the Secretary shall promote childhood vaccines that result in fewer and less serious adverse reaction than those vaccines on the market on December 22, 1987, and promote the refinement of such vaccines and make sure improvements in and otherwise use the authorities of the Sec- uh, Secretary, with respect to the licensing, manufacturing, processing, testing, labeling, warning, use instructions, distribution, storage, administration, field surveillance, adverse reaction reporting, and recall of reactogenic lots of batches of vaccines, and research on vaccines in order to reduce the adverse reactions to vaccines. So, the United States Department of Health and Human Services was supposed to be doing all those things. Hmm. Within two years after December 22nd, 1987, and periodically thereafter, the Secretary shall prepare and transmit to the Committee on Energy Commerce, Energy and Commerce of the House of Representatives and the Committee on Labor and Human Resources on the Senate a report describing the actions taken pursuant to subsection A of this section during the preceding two-year period. Whereas on August 25th, 2017, Informed Consent Action Network submitted a Freedom of Information Act request to the Department of Health and Human Services, which was assigned control number, blah, 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 blah. Whereas April 12th, uh, the ICANN filed a complaint. So they're not, they're not doing the report. They're not doing the report. Yes. <laughs> Whereas the HS Media Secretary maintains the official correspondence by, with the file, including the reports of Congress by the Secretary of the HHS, those files were most likely contains records responsive to the Freedom Act, Information Act request. It is hereby stipulated and agreed that both parties, by through their respective con, con, counsel, that the above caption action is voluntarily dismissed with prejudice pursuant to federal rule, civil procedure, blah, 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 at its own cost, attorney's fee, and ex- expenses. That this stipulation may be signed to counterparts and the electric signatures, electronic signatures may be deemed originals for all people. So on Monday, June 9th, the United States District Court of the Southern of New York signed an order granting the plaintiff the nonprofit informed consent ICANN the relief it sought against the defendant, the United States Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, ICANN represented by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. There you go. So I probably didn't have to go through all that legal mumbo jumbo, but I did. And you can sum it up for us in that they were supposed to, the Department of Health and Human Services, within two years of the report, uh, from December 27, 1987, December 22, 1987, promote refinement of such vaccines by increasing the security of processing, testing, labeling, warning, looking at storage, administration, uh, changing 
you know, things to make them safer. But, but we, speaking from the standpoint of a pharmaceutical company, uh, we've got immunity, and so why exactly should we do anything except farm them out to the lowest bidder in India or China? Yeah, they weren't. What's the motivation? They weren't doing it. They were. They were. They were told to do it by the government in 1987, and they're not doing it. They weren't doing nope. it, and it just. We just got this filing on July 9th, 2018. <laughs> Supposedly, your government's out there to protect you, right? Oh, yeah. The government, yeah, hey, if it, hey, if it's legal in the U.S., you know, it's been through all these safety tests, and the government would protect you, right? Right. Right, that's, big government's the here theory. to protect you, right? Right. Yeah, I'm I'm shocked that this didn't work. The government, uh, you know, funded by big pharma, did not successfully push big pharma in a good direction. <laughs> Here's one I think we can unanimously agree on uh, as not not being good. Opposition to breastfeeding resolution by the U.S. stuns world health officials. Did you pick up this story? Uh, yeah. A, re- a resolution to encourage breastfeeding was expected to be approved quickly and easily by hundreds of government officials and delegates who gathered this spring in Geneva for the United Nations Affiliated World Health Assembly. Just so we're clear, <laughs> I don't think that anything good is going to come from the World Health Assembly. I wouldn't necessarily believe anything that came from the World Health Assembly. But in this article, I do kind of agree with the direction they were going. Based on decades of research, the resolution says that mother's milk is the healthiest for children, and countries should strive to limit inaccurate or misleading marketing of breast milk substitutes. Then the United States delegation, embracing the interests of infant formula manufacturers, upended the deliberations, and officials sought to water down the resolution by removing language that it called on governments to protect, promote, and support breastfeeding, and another passage that called on policymakers to restrict the promotion of food products that many experts say have deteriorous effects on children. When they failed, they turned to threats, according to diplomats and government officials who took part in the discussions. Ecuador, which had planned to introduce the measure, was the first to find itself in the crosshairs. The Americans were blunt. If Ecuador refused to drop the resolution, Washington would unleash punishing trade measures that would withdraw crucial military aid. The Ecuadorian government quickly acquiesced. Maybe you could summarize the tweet. I don't like it. I don't like uh, threatening withdrawal of military for for uh, pro breastfeeding. <laughs> the general gist was, uh, uh, no, hey, we we love breastfeeding. It's great, but we gotta sell stuff too. Oh, so not not very good tweet either. Um, well, it's. Uh, on it. Another here's sorry, my, so your computer's horrible. The, I was yeah, I was avoiding actually opening any browsers other than was just the Skype. Big mistake, buddy. So. Man arrested for possessing child pornography hired to manage children at a migrant detention center. Nobody talked about this. Um, obviously hired by Trump. No, definitely not hired by Trump. This was in... What? That would have been a great story. Uh, 2010. Yeah. Yeah, so... Too bad, because it was Mr. Uh, Barack Obama... Dur- or it wasn't him, I mean, come on, but it was during his administration. Nope. Let's not cover that. 
Uh, if it can't be blamed on Trump, what's the point? Got to get them clicks. They, they, you know, we never separated children from their parents and never uh, deported anyone before Trump took office. Also, I thought it was pretty interesting that... Uh, yes, you're right. Sorry about that. Sorry to interrupt. But uh, Operation Broken Heart, zero media coverage. Zero. The Department of Justice today announced the arrest of 2,300 suspected online child sex offenders during a three-month nationwide operation conducted by Internet Crimes Against Children Task Forces. The task forces identified 195 offenders who were either produced child pornography or committed child sexual abuse, and 383 children who suffered recent ongoing or historical sexual abuse or production of child pornography. This is on June 12, 1980, or June 12, 1980, June 12, 2018, when this story came out. 2,300 pedophiles arrested yesterday in a massive nationwide multi-agency operation. DOJ issued an official press release. Zero news coverage from CNN, The New York Times, Washington Post, or MSNBC. Yeah, why, why cover that? It's just uh, one of those things. So I've, I, you want to hear the tweet? I'm ready. Uh, the failing New York Times fake news story today about breastfeeding must be called out. The U.S. strongly supports breastfeeding, but we don't believe women should be denied access to formula. Many women need this option because of malnutrition and poverty. Now, I will say uh, there's kind of a sordid history of U.S. formula companies going into poor third world countries and saying... Oh, formula is much healthier than breast milk, and their babies getting sick and dying because the water that they were uh, using to mix with the formula was not clean, potable water. It was dirty third world water. So, you want to talk about eugenics, man? Deep, deep eugenics. Let's talk about the American woman not being able to produce enough breast milk to feed their babies. That that's an issue, my friend. Yeah. And it's not as simple as, well, she needs to change her diet or she needs to do this or she needs to stop eating GMOs or whatever. Uh, there's, you know, kids who, you know, they're just not getting enough nutrition from the breast milk. And it's not, the. I mean, I know a dozen, if I know any, mm-hmm. who use formula. I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard. But, I mean, you get like, at least in this country, you can get like clean water and yep. organic formula, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, um, yeah, they used to just, Oh no, don't breastfeed your child to the African women. Here's the, uh, you know, here's the formula. And then they mix it with contaminated water and the kid dies. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. But yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, at least in this country we do have that, but, uh, that's a long, long conversation that we don't have the time for I, I was 30 minutes late to start and with it's getting to be late i know you got to get to bed you got kids to feed and everything else to do uh, oh that is a really dark one i don't want to close out with that one what about this one i have one twitter picture what is this i want to do something positive and then words of wisdom let's do british open predictions british open predictions okay 
uh, I don't know why this is in here, but let's just play this. This is our president, the, the troll in chief. Uh, as you were heading into these G7 talks, there was a sense that uh, the American closest allies were frustrated with you and angry with you, and that you were angry with them, and that you were leaving here early to go meet for more friendlier talks with Kim Jong-un in Singapore. And I'm wondering if you, if you, if you view it the same way, and do you view the U.S. alliance system shifting under your presidency yeah. away Who are you with out of curiosity? CNN. I figured. Fake news, CNN. The worst. Uh, but, you know, I could tell by the question. I have no idea you were CNN after the question. I was just curious as to who you're with. You were CNN. Uh, I would say that the level of relationship is a 10. We have a great relationship. Angela and uh, Emmanuel and Justin. I would say the relationship is a 10. <laughs> the worst. The worst. <laughs> <laughs> Will you stop? What's this? What's this? What's this? Uh, this clown standing up in the middle of crowded halls. When are you going to stop calling them the mainstream media, will the you, enemy of the people? Continue, will you continue to call us the enemy of the people, sir? <laughs> He's right. They're the enemy uh, of the people. Here we go. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to say it too. I'm going to agree with Trump. Here's the answer. Thomas Jefferson was right. The enemy of the people are the are the big banks and. And President Trump is right. The ma- mainstream media is the enemy of the people, too. There you go. Yeah. It, I mean, uh, those are the two things that are causing the most pain around the world. Yeah. If you're outraged every day, that's it's not a good way to live. No. But meanwhile, we still have many people who are stuck in the left-right paradigm, the A-B dimension, the... The Trump versus Hillary, the the fascist versus the what are they the the who is this the the quote unquote peace crowd? What are the what are the what are the peaceniks? What do these Democrats even call themselves? These uh, these uh, not, not many peaceniks. These, lim, these lim, limousine liberals. What what are they actually calling themselves these days? Other than anti-Trumpers, the never Trumpers, uh, Democratic Socialists, Democratic <laughs> Socialists. If only we had socialism. Yeah. If only we had so socialism. Awesome. It would work. The the government that's so terrible and has a monster in charge of it, let's just make the government in charge of everything. So I, had, I got in a debate about something the other day. They said, well, you know, true socialism's never been tried. And I said, well, true anarchism, anarchism, anarchism has not been tried either. Let's try that. I mean, for, while we're trying new governments, let's just try this one. Yeah. It's all theoretical, right? Yeah. Well, you know, if the... If it was actually each state had its own kind of sovereignty, we could do that. Man's, yeah. We could have an California could be the socialist state and see how that goes. <laughs> and then he could, you know, Montana or something you, could be the, the think, anarchist state. Do you we think could we end there. up liberal? Both, both you and I? I think you got a good chance to go conservative based on the population of your state. I do too, but mm-hmm. my my city is growing so fast. I don't know. We may outnumber the the rest. We would we would probably need the the big one to uh, wipe out everything west of the I five corridor to <laughs> to end up conservative there. Grab my but, go bag and yeah, get get to the east side. All, so. all written by some guy who wants to move the. University of Washington or whatever he was talking about. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, 
we could if it if you don't count Seattle, we're definitely going to end up Republican. But if we do, then we'll be some sort of a I don't know. It'd be good. It'd probably be good, right? Probably be a decent. Nah, there wouldn't there wouldn't actually be rhetoric or debate. It would just be hateful yelling on each side. Yeah. But at least we could all agree on our hatred of the Oregon Ducks, you know? <laughs> Recruiting's going pretty well. I like this this Mario Cristobal. There you go. Well, I enjoyed the World Cup. I thought that was actually pretty neat. Did you watch any of it, or are you still still holding on to your true American status? Oh, I'm true American. Yeah. I, I did... A billion people around the world tune in. I gotta check it out, especially if it's a sporting event. And Andrew, you know I'm a sucker for any sports. I well, no, I. So here's the tip of the day. So I did record one of the World Cup games. Okay, which one? Uh, England, um, the quarterfinal game. England, Croatia. Uh oh, yes, it was the semifinal. I guess it was a semifinal game. Mm-hmm. England, Croatia. It's a great. So, it's a great game. I lasted about thirty seconds, and then hit fast forward, and just watched the score. And when it switched to one, then you know I went back and watched watched the goal. Fast forward until it was one one. All right, went back. All right, and I get that. the point. No, here's my experience. So it takes about. <laughs> If if it takes longer than about ten minutes, which I still didn't make it through the whole thing. Oh my god! Even with your fast forward, no, Here's not a, even with as an American forward. to sit down and watch a soccer match. It's amazing. They come out onto the field and they play for forty five minutes straight, not a single interruption. And the rule's simple: you can't hit the ball, just kick it with your and hit it with your head. You can't use your hands. The the rules couldn't be any easier. And it's forty five minutes of uninterrupted, no commercials, television sports. I mean, come on. It's amazing. That's why it'll never get big in America. Because there's not enough advertising. Well, well, they're busy, like, flopping around on the ground and eh. calling for stretchers. You could th- f- fit some ads in We're there. We're not talking about Brazil and Neymar. We're talking about Croatia. The come oh, from they behind three times in a row. Yeah, I know. But there's some people in the, the, the audience that are going to get that joke. Um, anyway, I, I enjoyed it. And I had a... A great. I really like this guy named Propaganda. He's the one who started Humble Beast, which is the record label that gives away free music. Uh, he's also friends with Bob Goff, which is the guy who wrote the book I really recommended a couple weeks ago on our show. Um, but he tweeted out, he's a he's a black man married to a, a, a Latino woman, and you know has kids and whatnot. And he, I, we should get him on this show sometime. I'd love to pick his brain and hear his political issues. He claims his, his dad was a Black Panther and a couple other things. So he, he tweets out, he says, uh, congratulations to Afri- France for winning the World Cup. <laughs> 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 which uh, only he can get away with. But uh, yeah, I would, I would say that's... Uh, what you're watching right there is colonialism, right? Yeah. Well, and mass immigration. Yeah. So, yeah, you can have your... Uh, Sure, your country will fall apart, but your soccer team will get better eventually. <laughs> so, so there you go. <laughs> well, I don't want the end on that note, so give us some real words of wisdom so we can all get out of here. Get back to our days. I want to hear your British Open prediction. I don't see this is where we this is where there's a there's a small rift 
in the force. There's like a like a glitch in the matrix. I don't watch golf, and you have not watched soccer. The, I did watch the only baseball worth watching until October today. I did see the home run derby. Home run derby. I saw the home run derby. Yeah. Really, you're a home run derby fan. Well, I mean, it's whatever. Yeah, I know you. I, I watched a, a little bit of it. I saw Bryce Harper in the second round or semifinals or something. Speaking so. of which, our two states have kind of the funniest relationship when it comes to sports, right? Like you would only ever root for the Seahawks, right? It's the Seattle Seahawks. Yes, correct. You would only ever root for the Seattle Mariners, right? Uh, unless Portland got a team, but yes, yes, currently. But then, if it comes to Washington State schools, boo! Don't watch any of those. Well, so the in-laws are both UW oh, graduates. I didn't know so this. We, oh, this is. I feel so much better. So about we you. have. So we have. Uh, we've reached an agreement, where, when not playing each other, we will. Rather than hating the other school, we will root for them for for each other's sake. Well, and they uh, they bought Oregon Ducks cheerleader outfit for for my daughter. Well, there so. you go. That's pretty. That's, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. But fan, I'm just trying to make, carry my point home though. The fandom is weird. I live in Seattle. I would only root for the Seattle Seahawks. I would only root for the Seattle Mariners. I would only root for the Seattle Sounders, not the Portland Timbers. And I would only right. root for the Portland Trailblazers, but it's the Oregon for most Ducks people in, are the worst. No, I'm just kidding. For most people, and yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Seattle needs to embrace embrace the Blazers. I, it's only fair. I have, I have. I'm with, yeah? I'm with you. Okay. I have. But even though the NBA is broken, the NBA is definitely broken. But um, I have a you know married to a, a UW graduate, so. When it comes to the to, to the uh, Pac-12, well, we only I, root for UW. So, yeah. Well, I I wish Oregon had hired the person who's now UW's coach when they had the chance, I, Chris Peterson. That would have been smart. But yeah. you know, I can't like Oregon ever since they robbed us on a fake non-fumble, and by us, I mean the real fandom team of of my, Oklahoma. Yeah, that's right. It was funny to watch my boss. He's from Croatia, right? Uh, Pac-12 refs give and they take away. To, that's true. <laughs> what 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 actually happened has little bearing on what the call is. So, so my boss is from Croatia, and he, you know, watching him watch the World Cup when Croatia was playing was probably a lot like watching the the Oklahoma Sooners with me. Watching me watch the Oklahoma Sooners like during the Rose Bowl or a BCS game, it was just like he would act like he right. didn't care. He would casually talk about stuff and then he would stare back at the screen and pace. Like he's like, "Oh yeah," uh, and then like you could really tell he was into it. I'm like, "This is probably what I look like when the Sooners are playing in some sort of a bowl game." Yeah. Well, and that's the the truth about all sports is you have to have a rooting interest in the game. Yeah. Like, this is not ballet. This is not, like, just watch it for the pure athleticism. No, you have to care who wins. Otherwise, it it's not good entertainment. Hmm. So, David Stern, are you listening? And also, uh, one of many reasons why uh, Kids T-Ball 
Not a spectator sport if your own kid is not involved, let me tell you. <laughs> Do you know the rules in T-ball now? No, I'm scared to but, ask. Okay, so I'm assuming you you probably played T-ball as a kid, I, right? I did. It's just like baseball, it except exact, there was a T. It played exactly like baseball. You really couldn't strike yeah. out. Everybody hit it. Right, yeah, because you, you know, it's sitting there on a T. You get a, a few whacks at it till it's put in play. Uh, do you know the current rules of T-ball? Again, Andrew, I do not know them. Okay. Everybody bats every inning. You hit the ball. Wait, hold and on. And you run to... Both teams? Or just... Yes. No. Yes, everybody bats every inning once. You bat the ball, you run to first. Only first. Doesn't matter whether you hit the ball. Doesn't matter whether the ball is fielded and thrown to first ahead of you getting there. You get to go to first base. Next person up hits the ball. If you're on first base, you run to second base. Oh my gosh! And so on so until the last wait. until the last hitter uh, comes up and hits the ball. It doesn't matter where it goes, who fields it, doesn't field it, and they run all the way around the bases, and everyone clears back around, and then the next team goes up and does the same thing. True facts, Tim. That's depressing, man. That's depressing. So there's there's not only I kind of expected the no keeping score thing. Right. That's where you're going. But there's no Yeah, there's no like actual anything. And the Russell Wilson video of his uh, you know, step kid hitting a home run, total fraud. <laughs> well maybe it's only down there in Oregon where they're doing that. Up here in the no. great state of Washington, maybe they do. No. Universal. I I've looked into it. It's not. It can't be universal. It's universal. I'm gonna get in touch with some Oklahoma folks. The, ho- the right. home of true baseball. I'll be I'll be shocked. Okay. Obviously, it's not the home of true baseball. Please don't email me about that. But <laughs> if you ever watch the College World Series, Oklahoma, Arkansas, or Texas will be involved. So. Yeah, Oregon State won it this year. I know. They beat Arkansas. I couldn't believe it. So that was pretty yeah. cool. Good for them. Good for the Beavers. Uh, we've gone on a long rant at the end here. Not yeah, non-rant. Cut most of that out. Cut most of it out. Don't worry. I'll cut all this out. <laughs> and then Tommy, Fle- Tommy Fleetwood. That's my prediction. British Open. Got it. Tommy Fleetwood. My prediction is I won't watch sports until the preseason, and then I usually don't even watch preseason. Do you? Who gets into preseason? What is? How did this happen? Why is there? Why is my mother-in-law watching the preseason football game? What is happening? What? 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 It's so they can fit more ads what, in. What preseason football game? It's going to come up. It's going to come up. Here it comes. It's only a few weeks away, Andrew. Oh, for the NFL. Yep. I had a roommate who was. Uh, in college, who was a really good football player, like he had a couple small school offers to play football in college, and he did not realize that the preseason NFL games did not count. He's like, "Well, yeah, but they they count." I'm like, "No, no, it goes back to zero zero for the start of the season." He's like, "What, really?" <laughs> Like, what, you're too busy playing football to pay attention to spectator football? <laughs> it's, I, I, I've never watched it. I've never cared about it. And now all of a sudden it's like, th- you're going to watch the game tonight? Uh, no. <laughs> so, like, I mean, that, it's, it's, it's still a ways away. 
Uh, you think so? Yeah, it doesn't start till I don't August. I, well, I guess August is coming that's up. What I'm trying man. to tell you, man, it's not a ways away. The World Cup bridged this weird gap we're now almost ha- almost all the way through this uh, the non-sports gap. Oh well, for non-baseball fans, I worst, apologize. The worst sports day of the year is coming up uh, two days from now. What is that? Wednesday, the Wednesday after the All Star Game. Why is it the worst sports day of the year? Well, what's going on? Nothing. 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 That's now they do the ESPYS, the Social Justice Warrior oh, Awards. <laughs> Words of wisdom, Andrew, give them to us. Oh, somebody needs to start a website, Andrew Hoffman's Words of Wisdom, or like a like a Twitter stream. Oh. No, actually, here's my idea, though. If I and some, if I started someone, like a like a some a, a way for you to like write on like an electronic notepad on a phone or a, 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 a an email even, and then send it to a certain email address and it sent a tweet out, would you do it so that we could have words of wisdom from you on a regular basis? Oh, actually, well, because I, I want to do that same thing, but just do like, uh, just do like quotes, you know? Okay. Like I could do some jockey lul quotes or whatever. Yeah, I could set it up so it automatically tweets them out. That way, we don't have to okay. to have a tw- Twitter. Does it have to be like 140 characters or less no, or whatever? They, they more than doubled it now. Even my Bible verses okay. fit. All right. <laughs> Yes, I might. I should be able to do that. So, all right. Uh, in try to enjoy the summer and. Uh, oh, here's the words of wisdom. If you are not a hiker or you know a jogger, outdoor enthusiast. Um, trying to start doing those things when it's 110 degrees outside not a good idea (laughs) yes that would definitely qualify as words of wisdom or as I like to call them words of common sense there you go (laughs) Andrew Hoffman's words of common sense the new twitter coming out soon (laughs) alright enjoy British Open Week Tim I will I will enjoy British Open Week and I would just call it any other week. <laughs> copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the contact tab or support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com. And thank you for your support of this podcast.